my favorite thing to be told we're going to intro, and then straight to, to my face right here. That works. That's fine. Um, how are we doing, everyone? Welcome to Grim After Dark. My name is John, and this is your weekly Warhammer Rundown, where we hit the high points of the last week in the Warhammer community and talk to the best players and content creators from around the world, uh, and sadly, this week also us. Um, tonight, we welcome no one. Was <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we we're gonna talk to each other, Danny and I are gonna talk to each other about our pasts and content creation with mob rules, downsides of reviewing for Games Workshop, uh, as well as what the future holds for Frontline Gaming Network's very own show, Grim After Dark. Uh, my co-host and guest today needs some introduction. Uh, he's the terror of the mid tables. Uh, it's Danny McDevitt. Hi, John. Hey, Danny. How are we doing? Hey, I'm excited that our guest is going to have big energy coming in. So thank you for really oh, setting man. this tone. I'm here. Yeah, Did yeah. I introduce myself? Like, is that, is yeah, that yeah, absolutely? I yeah, I think I think that's like nepotism. That's that's Here's why we're Danny. Here. Um, <laughs> Danny Alex McDougal, a fourth place finisher from the Las Vegas Open, mm-hmm. slides back into our DMs via YouTube comment uh, by letting us know uh, that uh, fourth place is Canadian bronze. Yep. Uh, Danny, your your thoughts on uh, Canadian Bronze, which, uh, by the way, uh, Art of War guys, they have like nicknames on the back of the shirts, right? Uh, if Alex McDougall's new nickname isn't Canadian Bronze from here on out, then I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, it, that that uh, Canadian Bronze is, is one of those things that goes right up there with the Canadian Tuxedo and uh, also the Canadian Firecracker. You don't know what that is? Do yourself a favor and Google that. Or do do yourself a favor and don't, uh, especially if you're on a work or school computer. Absolutely um, safe for work. <laughs> well, Danny, the only way to solve this once and for all is to have him on the show to yeah. put us in our place and share how he became a faction expert for Tyranids. And nothing, and I really do mean absolutely nothing will get in the way um, of him being on our show. Except well, for that one thing. Yeah, where, fuck, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, he gets booked on another show. going to be on the network this week anyway. Yeah, oh, that was okay. Cool. Um, well, <laughs> I guess, in jokes aside, we want to welcome back guest producer Tricky Dick uh, yeah. to the show as Val takes some well-earned time off to rebuild the Valputer uh, seen here <laughs> in its current form. Uh, poor little guy's been through a lot, and we here at Grim After Dark are really excited to see a second fan get added. Uh, for even more cooling power. If you guys wanted to see real behind-the-scenes FLG and stuff, that's what ran LVO. Yeah, so uh, it's the patented <laughs> Valnado technology that helps to cool down the, the computer. Yeah, the vortex yeah. of stress. Uh, they, right. they filtered through <laughs> it's the vortex fat. of stress and nicotine addiction. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real joy to behold. It's a real joy. Uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited to get on there. Um, last week, uh, Danny, we had Tanya, the War Mistress. Uh, she mm-hmm. talked to us about her past job as a pawnbroker. Um, we want to send a big thank you to Chaz, who felt the need to share this with me via Twitter. Um, I did not enjoy waking up to this, but it was a <laughs> taxidermied uh, raccoon uh, in the style of a sparring. It's beautiful. Uh, it says, since you were on the topic of taxidermy, as a fellow Scot, I can only suggest this as a sparring. I can only assume as he doesn't believe that I'm Scottish enough to wear like a real one and have to do an animal carcass. Uh, Danny, what what are your thoughts on uh, the raccoon with what looks like a giant ball sack? Well, I mean that's what this that's what the sparring is, right? It's just kind of a of of, of outward a, representation of your metaphorical ball sack, a dress sack. If you, if you sorry, will. Yeah, okay, uh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate the clarification. So. Do you drop do you drop the testicles like directly into the sparring or is that like just well, a bonus what's, sometimes? That you what's great about the sparring is the colder it gets, the closer your change gets to your hands. Because, um, you know, it rises. That, that, that was the joke on that one. I don't know. Because yeah. your balls are in there. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. I appreciate you continuing to no-sell my jokes when they're not funny, uh, as they quite often are not. Um, super appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Time Dodge Express. That gateway computer really is being pushed to the limit. I remember my first gateway with its little cow themes. Yeah, actually, I was going to say it actually came in a, a Holstein pattern was the, uh, the case <laughs> for that particular computer originally. Danny, would you wear a raccoon sparring to show your dual lineages? Yeah, Absolutely. 
Oh, I'm pretty go. sure that when the Irish wear sporans, they uh, or which they, you know, I don't know if they do. I, they might. Who knows? They wear kilts, right? I think they do. Yep, they sure do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the trash panda makes a really compelling, like, uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> cultural gateway between uh, between two disparate cultures and helps to kind of bring things together. You know, um, that famous really like, America showing America between that American spirit of reusing every part of the animal and that Irish spirit <laughs> of wearing anything. Um, Trazen, Trazen Infinite is always our favorite around here, being a grumpy old man who hoards a bunch of useless junk he'll never use. Uh, Danny and I obviously are very inspired for the person. Danny, uh, <laughs> take me through this Pokemon inspired meme and the thought of it. <laughs> Dude, I love that one. <laughs> uh for those of you who are listening and not enjoying this live experience here oh yeah uh, it's, it's pikachu throwing a pokeball or what looks like actually a hitler version of pikachu throwing a pokeball because of the mustache uh and then trends on the infinite that's <laughs> <on the> <laughs> a frown throwing uh, a bunch of random army with go random shit on there uh which is very trays on uh Take us through what uh, is that an accurate representation of Trazon as, as an army and as a player? Can he just throw out centurions? I mean, it was a lot of space marines, so I think he'd like to vary it up a little bit. He doesn't just collect space marines, he collects every army. He is, and we talked about this before. He's essentially just a Warhammer player, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Just collects a bunch of armies that seem really good at the time, and then he just doesn't do anything with them forever. No, he gets sure mad when someone touches them. Um, but Danny, Custodes and Tau are winning everything right now. Oh, no. Uh, and is that, dear listener, is that getting you down? Uh, don't worry, guys. Aldari are coming along to balance them out into 12th place again, as we're going to be reminded how amazing uh, Aldari can be when the rules writers put too much into them there. Uh, which, again, Danny, you shared this meme here. Uh, Games Workshop rules writers learning how the rules work. And it's that fun Dr. Robotnik. I was not expecting that, but I was expecting not to expect something, so it doesn't count. Uh, which, you know, you shared that, and I was like, man, that is that is a real tenant of rule design at that company, I believe. Yeah. Hey, and uh, to be fair, Tamadachi, uh, Seth already had Tau, technically speaking. So uh, he's just adding on to the army now that he's uh, quit orcs for being too much of a coward. Yeah, orcs are too overpowered. So he has to move to little old Tau uh, to make it. <laughs> little old measly 77% win rate Tau. It'd, it'd be totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it all checks by screw job. Uh, Dr. Robotnik does look like Val. Um, uh, so thank you for pointing that out. And that'll certainly be Photoshop for next week's episode here. Perfect. <laughs> and, and that meme also works for Val, where he wasn't expecting that to happen. Uh, but he wasn't expecting not to expect something. Let's make sure we um, use the cartoon version of, <laughs> of Dr. Robotnik because it'll be extra flattering. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's no balance plan. The plan is nothing. So the plan is working. Uh, welcome yeah. to Chapter Approved 2023. Uh, but don't worry, Tau will still be a bit too strong. And how do we know that, guys? Uh, via this amazing detective work, via meme. Uh, it is frontline gaming overlord and temp- uh, occasional mustache wearer, Reese Robbins, uh, playing Tau. In the, the advert, um, and again, we're letting place. you. <laughs> he's, he's he's definitely like, putting a vehicle on top of a building. Uh, that's fine. He's or, like, I got you, bitch, and like he's <laughs> he's putting that model down. It's perfect. Oh man, I love that. I love all the picture, the stock photos of Reese doing stuff. They're so great. Like he's got this plan in his mind, right? And he's setting this model down perfectly. He's like. You didn't see that coming, did you? Me sticking this riptide on top of this building. <laughs> Everyone saw that coming. Everyone saw that coming, uh, for sure. Uh, oh. But you also know it's a professional photo taken of Reese and not one Reese took because you can see more than the top of his head. Um, sure, we're also letting nice you selfie. know uh, that if Frontline spent money on a professional ad and Reese had seen playing Tao, it's going to be good for a while. You don't want to go back and redo the ad stuff. <laughs> no, you do not. No, <laughs> that gets spendy. Um, guys, little known news. Uh, do you guys know Henry Cavill likes Warhammer? What? That's no way. Insane. For real? Yeah, for real. For real. Uh, Superman actor uh, hopefully will treat the Warhammer community better than he treated the Man of Steel lore. Um, visited Warhammer, uh, Warhammer World the other day. 
where I assume he was awkwardly stared at from afar for several hours, overhead several negative comments about him being a power gamer from afar. Uh, I made Warhammer World inaccessible to most, uh, as the Warcom team was quick to point out that uh, uh, you must be this chiseled to enter, uh, was their exact reply to, to one of the tweets about how, how muscular no Cavill is. Yep. Is he uh, that, 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 Henry Cavill, the Superman actor? Yeah. He the guy from The Witcher. Cavill? Yeah, he does. Uh, do you know? Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Um I was going to say, yeah. that tweet from Warcom uh, limits entry to Warhammer World purely to Henry Cavill and Stephen Box. Um, but not everyone oh, was happy. Because he's because he works out. Because he Box. works out. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Uh, he, you got the joke. That, that was exactly the joke. The best part about it was he wasn't insecure about Henry Cavill visiting, but his uh, profile picture did turn two more degrees to the right uh, in response. Uh, but, I had no idea that he played 40K even once. The Stephen Box? Dude, he has a coaching service. Well, no. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I knew Stephen Box played 40K. Yeah. Uh, but not everyone was happy about the visit as Tom Walton, a Citadel designer and one of the creative forces actually responsible for making things like the giant Imperial Knight kits possible. Uh, took the day off that day to play the new Horizon Forbidden West game. Uh, he knows his worth, though, as he mentions. He must be gutted. He missed out on an opportunity to hang out with me. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Who knew? Yeah. He He's likes Warhammer. never once talked about it or brought it up in any interviews or done anything. It's kind of surprising. You'd think he'd use his platform to talk about 40K more. <laughs> I was going to ask your thoughts on Cavill Hammer, but, but it means it's quite clear that, that I'm, you're I'm honestly, John, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. That's the that's the emotion that's playing through my mind right now. Yeah, um, I mean, they released a little 30 second video to soft music of him walking around Warhammer World, being like, really? "Yeah, I know what an intercessor is." Uh, you can only assume. Did they shoot it all dark like DC, or were they were they going for something different? Well, they did CGI a mustache on him uh, to do like okay. the opposite of the Justice League reshoots. So absolutely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, while well, Val was quick to point out uh, that uh, no, I will not update to Windows 10 computer uh, or 11. Val was quick to point out to us that Games Workshop has a Hollywood agent and is actively shopping around its properties, uh, with the Eisenhorn series being its top priority. So as uh-huh. you can probably tell with all this video and footage of Henry Cavill coming around <laughs> in this, uh, he's the perfect match for the role of Vecna. Uh, so I'm very, very excited. Oh, <laughs> very excited. Perfect big win. <laughs> perfect big It's a meteor role than Eisenhorn. Uh, he doesn't need to know too much of the lore to play it because, I mean, he says he like we don't know. I mean, we just found out he likes Warhammer. How much does he really know? Um, I, mean, I didn't know. Who, I mean, who knew? Who did? <laughs> it's not being all over Twitter or Facebook mm. or Twitch or everything. They haven't even uh, announced it one time on Warhammer Community. No, 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 they, they haven't. I'm waiting for the, the faction back. Apparently, he has the hero keyword on a two plus oh. save. Uh, is this an, which, is this this is an age of Sigmar, I assume? Uh, yeah, I would assume so, but I would assume the tactics still been the same. We're just going to pelt him with small arms fire uh, and wear him down. Uh, <laughs> Do you think he likes eggs in the age game? In the game, not in real life. I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> in the game only. <laughs> Do you think he likes? Do you think he likes Warhammer Fantasy, like Old World, or do you think he likes Age of Sigmar? I think he likes whichever one pays him the money to play the rules as a part of it. Okay. Um, that that the yeah, which which right now would be would be more Warhammer uh, related here. Um, he looks That's like my favorite from, John, to be honest. Yeah, he looks like he came from a death world and has strength four, uh, so, which is the biggest insult from chat that I can see. That's a, um, that's a real, that's a John. That's a Katachin joke. Yeah. That was a Katachin joke, yeah. uh, which is just typecasting. Do you know he likes Warhammer? Anyway. Uh, and no, dude, what a no great way. segue. Arnold likes it. <laughs> what a great, what a great segue in Jesus Christ. Why are you like this news? We have this amazing picture. Thanks to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently this is a legit way to deploy a rhino. Again, for all of us not joining us live, it is a rhino sitting on its butt, facing up. Um, someone's saying that it's legal. Danny, what are your thoughts on this travesty that shouldn't exist and have a person banned from events? 
Um, sorry. So, am I supposed to comment on your personal views of? No, I, I didn't do any personal. I mean, views. I just look, I said clearly, man. There's about. there should be a path to redemption um, for cheaters. Um, <laughs> look, this isn't forty k dangers. Just kidding. There shouldn't. They should be banned for life. But like for real, like. <laughs> This uh, this rhino, right? Um, that's actually uh, like I think technically by the rules, that's that that's a legal placement. It's um, a legal placement, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, dependent on the FAQs, like that are in place. Like if you're playing at like a frontline game gaming event, they're they're going to shoot that down. Um, they won't let you do that. <laughs> on the plus um, side, it's it's much easier to wrap. Um, no, John, or, what you're thinking of is you're thinking of a different tournament series. Definitely Frontline does not shoot people down in the middle of their yeah. event. It's a safe <laughs> tournament to go to if you're going to any Frontline <laughs> gaming event tournaments. All, there's, all been jokes zero, there's been zero shootings at any of our tournaments. All jokes here are tabletop-based, not in real life. And quickly moving right. on. <laughs> thank uh, you. Thank you. You're good. Uh, words matter, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Which great segue. Thank you so much. Words really matter. They do. Uh, Danny, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, us and Val, we spent a long time making fun of um, being a hammer and a metaphor full of nails meme, uh, sure. which has been a, a popular one for us here. I think one of my favorites. Um, did you know the guy who started that replied to us on that episode? Because oh, cool. I didn't until I checked it. Uh, he said, hi, y'all. I'm the creator of the Dracaria and Hammer in a metaphor full of red nails Reddit post. And I have to say, I'm elated to learn that I have become a literal meme in the competitive community. My mama always said, try not to be wrong, but if you have to be wrong, be wrong in big and do it in public. Uh, man, Dean, uh, first, what a cool thing to admit. You use mm -hmm. Reddit. I'm very, I mean, not, not many people would use that. Uh, but Danny, what are your thoughts uh, on this uh, meme maker? I'll sum it up this. I saw a, a version of this today mm -hmm. that said... <laughs> Custodes are a club in a metaphor of seals. And it just made me really <laughs> laugh. Like it was it was pretty great. So a hundred percent that was uh that was that was that was good. Oh amazing. Uh hey Danny, new event exclusive miniatures are headed our way. I'm spearheaded by this amazing company champion. Um Danny, what are your thoughts on this uh, amazing new miniature? Dude, Sergeant DiGiorno uh really knows how to get it done. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it's a it's a it's a rad miniature actually like in all seriousness i can't wait to get my hands on one um yeah. uh, the optional <laughs> the optional uh pizza i don't know what is that a spatula I, what do you even call that thing i'm not even sure it's the rubicon primaris okay <laughs> a thunder oh we're being told it's a thunder pizza a thunder like, pizza. Guess, okay like a thunder hammer but more pizza based yeah nice uh, for sure cool. i like the sword have, version better and i'm really excited to, what a philistine the sword version what are you 12 um but yeah i'm very excited and seth next time you go to an event please pick me one up and don't listen to the next five minutes of this show uh before you do that um finally <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> finally tonight uh some monster on reddit is there, guys, this is the end of the show <laughs> it's not please keep watching uh, some monster on Reddit has ranked every faction on how well they can cuddle. Uh, with this guy from Space oh, Marines uh, saying, in armor, it would be very uncomfortable. Out of armor, I could see myself getting nice and snug, but I doubt it'd be very comfortable with doing anything other than killing the enemies of the Emperor. And cuddles are only good if everyone is having fun. Plus, he'd probably accidentally kill oh. me, given how strong his arties are. Three out of ten. Uh, I couldn't bear to look more into this. Uh, who is the best cuddler in Warhammer, Danny, and why? And fictional people only, please. We were not ready to out uh, some of the top players. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> probably Dark Eldar witches, because you can't fall back from you can't fall back like when they're when they're engaging you. <laughs> what um, uh, what I want now is a series of like Warhammer Valentine's cards that are just set in universe that would just really confuse our partners. Um, be like, like I sent my wife a card that's like, are you a dark elder witch? Cause I can't fall back from you. And yeah. she would just be like, what is this? Well, I, don't <laughs> I told it. you to keep this nerd shit out of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. 
like right yeah. now, Tau would be terrible cuddlers uh, because you can't get within 18 inches of them without just being destroyed. Uh, <laughs> well, you know how weebs smell, man. You can't really blame them for that. It's fair, yeah. Uh, I mean, Space Marines, they seem like a pretty safe bet. They're always going to take all, all the moments, so they're going to hold the center tight. Uh, mm-hmm. and really just try and, and survive. So, yeah, it's pretty good there. If you want to be insane, you can go look it up in Reddit, see what the rest of the list is. Honestly, I read this one description on a horrified me enough not to do any more. Um, but not enough to point out to Danny. Um, thank you, Tamadashi in chat, saying your butt is so big it has armor 14. Um, I am merely a bull gun uh, in the armor penetration of your hide. Uh, but... Wow. Before we move on, as I keep uh, I keep popping myself. Oh, can we please move on? From this? Let's move on uh, from this year to to what? Who knows? Uh, something entertaining. God, I hope so. Uh, but uh, tricky dick, I believe you have a wonderful video to share uh, for our next segment. Cherokee open. Yeah, we got you guys. You thought that was going to be the LVO video again, huh? Gotcha. No. Uh, it only took us several weeks uh, to, to get that ready. Uh, but this weekend is the front of getting Cherokee. Sorry, Daddy, go. We spared literally no expense. No expense was spared because no one was actually given. Um, <laughs> this weekend, however, is the Frontline Gaming Cherokee Open, and it is the biggest event ever to kick off the new 2022 ITC season. Uh, the new chapter proof will be in use, and you can tune in live to view all the action in the beautiful Smoky Mountains on the Cherokee Reservation. The event's going to be streamed all weekend on the FLGN Twitch page with War Games Live providing the amazing coverage. Who's going to take the top spot and an early lead in the 2022 ITC season with the likes of Art of War's Anthony Vanelli, uh, Jack Harpster, Mark Perry attending, while Tabletop Life's Thomas Bird is dropping in to restake his claim for the top. Uh, and seeing as his last name is Bird, I'm assuming Seth Oster is going to show up to try and kill him. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what are your takes for, for what's going to happen this weekend? Everything, every single thing that you just said was 100% factual. Doing no fact-checking on that whatsoever, but I'm going to go with it. That, that's my... Uh, but so what are you asking me for a prediction for this weekend? Yeah. So going through sort of the list of the names that stuck out to me, like I said, we have Anthony Vanella, we have Jack Harpster, Mark Perry, uh-huh. uh, Seth Oster was there kind of as like a, a, a red herring prediction. Right. Um, you would have been on him as a joke, right? Like that was, yeah. the yeah. I mean, I, I write jokes, uh, and I, I wrote Seth's name there. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm explaining the joke again. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate thank it. You're welcome. And chat, chat, thank you for letting us know that they're excited for hot Taiwan custodians action, mm-hmm. uh, assuming that after six rounds, it won't be Taiwan Tao action. Uh, it could very well be Taiwan custodians action. Custodians did very well the other week, this last weekend as well. Um, uh, they had a stupidly high win percentage. So, that win percentage? everybody get ready. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be probably Tau versus Custodes. I think that's probably going to be. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, everyone get ready. So I tell you the win percentage. And I was ready to do like a, like a, a oh, spit no. kind of thing. Like a. I'll just but make no. it up. It was, it was 83%. Yeah, it was 83%. Uh, all that we know, it was 83? No. Okay. I, was, I, was I think it was like, from the seventies, but like I think if you take out the Tau and like the uh, uh, I'm tr- if you take out the mirror match, something like that, we're between oh. those two factions. It was something oh, stupid God. like that. Oh my God! This like 70, 76, 77. Well, thankfully, um, I guess you're like what well, the the it's like a club and a meta full of seals. Uh, the Eldari will be along soon to be like, I don't know, like a lack of warm clothing in a hypothermic environment full of, I don't even know. Heck, Danny, introduce the guest. There was, it was, hmm. Are you done? Are you finished? I should have been done like 20 seconds ago. Like there was a, there was a great thing in my mind about what was coming up, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Yeah, that's what my wife says. Like, are you done yet? You should have been done 20 seconds ago. Like, she's like it's only been 15. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, just give me. It can't be negative time. Oh, hey, Jesus. guys. Christ. For real? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a slight mishap with uh, my costume in the back. So, <laughs> oh um, you know. What's well, great. I, uh, yeah, this is Nick Priest Richard. Uh, hey, get welcome. Uh, this is what he looks like without the rope. Yeah, uh, this is canon now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's what. And, uh, <laughs> thank you for not showing us this before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, I, it's ridiculous actually. When you look, when you actually look at it on the screen, it's it's ridiculous. So yeah, how you guys doing? Does it track? Does it track You're, your arm? Yeah, You're an abomination uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. So my arms are just completely stuck in my hoops actually uh are completely stuck in place <laughs> currently so uh oh. yeah just that. t-posing for dominance over it, us yeah yeah well so hold on the hooves are stuck or your arms are stuck well my arms my arms can clearly move but the the hooves on the screen no they i don't think they can it just looks like here. you've got i don't know here wait there oh are, are you happy oh. okay <laughs> Are you happy? No. <laughs> to be honest, I was never happy. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm going to go. All right, that's, all right. I appreciate that. Yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I think we killed John. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Val, Val's going to be so upset because I can like turn my head with this one. Thank and, Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, he's going to be really upset. I think it actually <laughs> is Green Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll. All of the cost of being a sparkly unicorn with rainbow hair, which yeah. I love, fits the aesthetic of this beautiful set. Um, yeah. There's not a TV on you, which, you know. No, we only need two. Like uh, That's what version. happens when your guests don't come on the show. You only need one TV. So you're good. It's that's true. fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Sick burn. But I appreciate that. I can respect that. Um, and that doesn't look like a unicorn horn on your head. I'm just yeah. saying. What? What does it look like? A birthday candle? Just touch it. Just touch it. It's a real horn. <laughs> oh, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm touching my horn. <laughs> oh, jeez. What, 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 what have we become? What is this? What have we even what, become? What, what, are, what are we doing God. here? Oh, my God. All right. What are well, we even doing? guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, we're excited for Rainbow Sparkles to come back on at any time soon. Hey, uh, Danny, and uh, this is kind of just like a like a little secret sesh for us here. Just kind of kind of talk. Did I tell you uh, my little Adepticon story from a while ago? Uh, the no. Adepticon convention a few years ago was right beside um, a hotel that was running a, a convention for furries. So there was. Oh. Uh, a mix of people walking out for cabs and things between people like wearing ridiculous costumes and just looking like fools and furries. And it was just a really unfortunate kind of combination of things. And yeah, it it was the, did I turn up for a furry convention or Adepticon? Who knows? I certainly don't. Neither did the hotel. You know that they probably assumed you were staying for the furry convention. Well, come for the 40 K. Stay for the if. <laughs> Come for the if. Um, Danny, why, why don't you lead us into to whatever it is we're doing next here? Okay. Uh, sure. So tonight, um, John and I thought that we would kind of just, uh, since all of our guests, since all of our guests uh, decided to be on other shows. Um, we, well, one of them did. <laughs> We had four options. Uh, and one was an amazing idea that we can't yep. do yet. So that'll be next week. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's okay. We're going to talk to, uh, Danny McDevitt of Mob Rules fame. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to talk, we're going to talk, John and I are just going to have a great conversation here tonight, uh, kind of going over us. Uh, we're going to ask ourselves some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to grow a little, <laughs> we're going to grow a little. Those people. Uh, yeah. Chad, if you guys have uh, any questions, feel free to throw them in. As yeah, well. yeah, sure. Yeah, if you guys want to ask us something, we're more than happy to answer questions. I will, I will butcher them in ways that God, people just won't even know. I mean, if you guys saw yeah. that that seal reference I tried to make earlier, it's going to be like that with your questions, but worse. Get ready. Um, 
Denny, how long how long have you been doing stuff now, like content creation wise, like uh, podcasting and things? Because I think oh. my first experience with you was when I had you on as a guest on Mob Rules, like four years ago. I want to say five. <laughs> well, it was when I won that tournament uh, at uh, God, what was the name? What was the name of that event? It was terrible. Um, it was, was at the church. No. God, this oh, no, is riveting, was... right? <laughs> Riveting things, yeah. We want to. He won a local event at a church. Um, no, it was Battle Zone or so because it, no, it was um, oh, Battle Brothers, Alaska, Battle yeah, Brothers. yeah, Alaska Battle Brothers. Um, it was held at a local Christian high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we interviewed you in like the the kind of the vendor area as it was being shut down, and people were yep. actively telling us to leave. Um, yep. <laughs> but there was like eight people in a big circle with a microphone. And we just kind of passed it around and talked about mm-hmm. the event. And so if yeah, you continue listening to us, the audio quality stayed the same over the years. It is still like a single microphone. We pass. Awful. Yeah. Just terrible. <laughs> um, and uh, as Chad says, that explains the podcast. We all know once you win a tournament, you have to start a podcast. It was actually uh, several years, right? After that, that I was actually yeah. invited onto the podcast. So, um, so yeah, that was so. true. So yeah, I started Mop Rules uh, like six years ago. Yeah. Uh, I want to say now uh, with uh, another Is local guy, Ted. Um, yeah, six or seven years ago, but with another like local uh, guy, like a, a really great artist called Ted, um, who really kind of brought me in and kind of like taught me like the basics of like audio and all this other stuff. And it's just a, a way for us to do it. Uh, we were listening to like independent characters a lot. Yep. So I was like, you know, we can do something like that. And if you listen to the first like 20 episodes or so, I, I cringe kind of going back to it because it's like, the, yeah. Hobby progress, games played, lore section. And it's just, it was very kind of cookie cutter at the time, but at the same time, it was, it was kind of fun. It's kind of neat seeing like an audience grow. So like you release your first episode and you do like zero promotion for it. No one knows right. who you are. No one knows even what a podcast is. And you're like, oh, 15 people downloaded it this week. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> and ever since like our viewership has like increased by half uh, again. Um yeah. But yeah, so after that, Ted uh, moved on uh, to, to other things. Well, you had uh, Phil the Glacial Geek on. Oh, the yeah, we had Phil. The, oh, yeah, that's right. We had Phil the Glacial Geek on. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil moved out of state. So when Phil moved out of state, we brought Danny on uh, kind of a, as our third. Because um, all the best podcasts have three people, including interview shows. Uh, we just replaced our with uh, Rainbow Sparkles. Uh, Danny, so what was kind of your thought? Because what, what happened when we reached out? We're like, hey, do you want to come on and do this kind of regularly? Well, first of all, I was super excited because, like, I felt like, uh, I felt like the energy like matched well, like between because mm-hmm. I'd been on the podcast a couple of times as a as a guest, um, and I think you guys probably had some other guests on to kind of do some like I don't know some mock interviews or whatever for other people, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. I think that's the way to go. You got to like make sure that the people that are going to be with you in content creation have kind of a similar voice. Um, I think that's really important. I think it's also mm-hmm. really important that you guys are, uh, I think it helps a lot if you guys are friends. Right. Uh, I would say like, uh, we weren't like super, super close before we, we started recording together. Like we knew of each other, obviously no, yeah, for sure. to local tournaments, but like uh, that kind of helped, um, increase that too. But yeah, definitely like it, it really helps. Out. I was excited to kind of bring you on, uh, cause Ted and I not great players. Uh, like Ted, amazing artist, great narrative guy, does a bunch of awesome events. Me was just like sort of a try hard uh, buying everything that seemed good at the time, but never actually practicing with it. Uh, so kind of like having that third voice on there who was able to be like, well, no, you guys are wrong. This is really stupid. Um, <laughs> super, super helpful for that. Uh, well, another thing, like I remember uh, Ted pushing really hard to get it reviewed by people uh, and get the podcast like out there and get people listening. So he sent a message to Adam Solis, uh, LVO judge. who was on a few weeks ago. Oh, sure. He was like, Hey, we just interviewed Gav Thorpe. It was like episode 10 or something like that. He's like, can you listen to it and let people know? Mm-hmm. And, and Solis was like, I don't know how they got Gav Thorpe. Their audio was awful. Uh, it was okay. Interview, <laughs> I guess. And like, I reminded Adam of this, like when we saw him and he was like, yeah, it was true though. And I'm like, well, yeah, but still. <laughs> I mean, it was accurate, right? It was accurate, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the struggles for you, Danny, on like uh, regular content creation? Because I think the thing that most podcasts and things like live and die for, because like when I'm looking for guests for the show, 
I'm like I go around like different podcasts, different networks, different YouTubes, and I find something I really like. Like the last one I saw was um, like Bros. Before I, I can't remember the name of the podcast. That was terrible, but it was like two guys explaining uh, Warhammer lore to their friend. I'm like, man, that is like it's a great podcast. It's like a great chat altogether. But they stopped recording like six months ago, and then it's like very intermittent. Um, what are some of the challenges for you for like that frequent content creation? Well, uh, I would say they have to do with original ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, obviously, this is uh, uh, not always a me problem, but it's often a you problem for sure. And like, <laughs> I, I do, I do my best to help out, but I am, I'm not like the most creative person um, all the time, um, especially when it comes to comedy stuff. And so, like. It helps to have somebody who's who's good at writing, like like I have John, and John is amazing at writing. Um, and, Unless you uh, listen to the first twenty minutes of every episode of Grimm, uh, which is a weekly <laughs> example of how I'm not. But yeah, dude, we've had some. We, there's been some excellent gems in there, right? There has um, been. Yeah, no, I I think you've done a phenomenal job. Like, first of all, what about like so? When I think it's that kind of like bringing that every week. Right or every mm. every two weeks, like bringing that to the table is uh, it's hard. It's hard. Um, you know, so yeah. Like the I hardest thing for me, there, there's time. Appreciate you too, darling. Uh, but there's there's times where like you're sitting there, uh, and, and more so like I think it's happened like once or twice with, with Grim After Dark, at least once every six months with Mob Rules, where you're like I just really don't want to talk about Warhammer. Oh my god, right? Just, it's I just there's nothing I can get excited about right now, and there's times and uh the start of seventh edition we were doing it where it was kind of like oh everything sucks it's not a fun game um but bringing yourself to that level to be excited about it and just to not be because there is a dime a dozen podcasts out there who are like yeah this game's awful i hate it um yeah Uh, and then it's like no one wants to hear that like you don't want to spend like an hour of your time listening to how the hobby you like is terrible and awful. And also this podcast you listen to is just how about terrible and awful things are. You don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really kind of building yourself up to be like, yeah, let's go Warhammer. For sure. It's Super not easy. Hard. No. Uh, have you had many times sort of like that, Danny? Do, sorry. Do I have any, what, what, what do, it's do like you that? have many times or like many memories or any memories oh. of a time when you've been like, man, I just don't want to do this right now. Oh yeah. All the time. Like getting burned out. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a for real thing. Like sometimes you have to take a day. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, that's, that's super difficult. Oh, okay. Hi Richard. I, I'm glad to see you put back on your, your robe. It was, uh, I just couldn't do that. Oh. I couldn't do the, the unicorn thing. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Rainbow Thank sparkles. You. Yeah. Well, you, can, <laughs> you can keep calling. I, I kind of dig the name, to be honest. So you can keep calling me that. <laughs> oh, I do will. You to, do you want us to call you sparkles? Yeah. Whatever. Little okay. Canadian rainbow. Yeah. All right. Uh, nice. You keep going. I'm, I'm just listening. You guys are doing great. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just reminiscing right here. No, I love it. Um, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, we are lucky enough uh, in, our, in our other life. Through models, we uh, got to review copies of, of GW product early, you know, right. things like that. Um, talk me through that. Like, like, how is that for you? So, some people say, and you know, uh, that you know, these people that are doing these product reviews are just raking in the bucks and that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've heard. That. I don't know if you've heard that before. Um, but corporate factually shill. incorrect. Corporate shill making Believe too me. much money. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I'm having to. I, I wear this uh, this designer mob rules T-shirt, right? That I'm wearing tonight. Uh, you can tell my my bare walls in my room here. It's uh, <laughs> what a life, man! What a life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and that dude. That's something. I and mean, then you've kind of reminded me there. That's something we get a lot. Is a just a bunch of shills, um, and yeah. then, like there, there's something like we're forced to be positive about stuff. Well, and like I don't know. So for me, I come across. I feel like I come across. I'm a, I'm a pretty positive person. I try not to. I try not to kick things in the balls too much. I try not to be a cynic. Um, not that you are or anything, John. Um, oh, but I I, uh, I I like to see like the the. Uh, 
the bright side maybe of the things that we're uh, we're examining rather than you know the black templar side of things mm, the, grump, <laughs> the grumpy side of things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and thank you vb fresh for pointing out here this site has taught me that nobody wants to hear about how middle tier the black templars are, are. Uh, but i love to hear about how much awfulness they represent in our cause uh, inside jokes hardy harp it's more fun than listening to a rule i'd likely never play or encounter mm. um yeah yeah like the rules that come in the black templar supplement <laughs> it's my vow yeah, the next podcast is passion or vow um, I will say like the, the downside yeah it's great that you know oh. hey here's the latest codex you, you, you review it perfect uh, we've had like some great examples of that but if you look at uh, I remember like distinctly doing the, the 8th edition or the 9th edition Space Marine Codex review with you down each yeah. place um, we had to do Necrons and Space Marines in the same night. Oh, my um, God. Each of those books was like two hours of recording. Yeah. And then I remember sitting at my laptop, editing together the Space Marine video while you talked about like the Necron one. And each of those videos that goes out, if you think about like if it's like an hour and a half codex review, that's like three to four and a half hours of work um, yeah. overall. Um, and then, yeah, Richard, you're a little tech, but you know, like video stuff isn't super yeah. easy whatsoever. Yeah. Like, uh, so I did a, the 50 minute video that aired kind of on the off, like, uh, during the, the breaks during LVO, it was 50, mm-hmm. 58 minutes. It, it took weeks to, to get all together. So yeah, I know I, I feel your editing pain for sure. Yeah. Uh, and for all those who say the the reviewers are just got the easy button and, and they can win all the tournaments with it, just look at my record. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is far from true. Far yeah. from true. I mean, yeah, um, look at John's record. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, Reese, if you could reset the ITZ so that goes away. <laughs> hey, good for you, John. I think that <laughs> might be in the works. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Um, the other thing I find kind of doing this stuff is like, I, I love talking, I love doing this stuff. I don't have like, sometimes like you don't have any time to actually play, yeah. uh, which makes talking about the game, uh, super hard. Um, especially if you look at the past kind of few months, Danny, I know like you and I, uh, you're doing like stupidly like high level school stuff mm. plus grim on Mondays, plus mop rules every other Wednesday, plus codex reviews when stuff comes out. And it's like, when do you sort of fit the games in, right? So how do you keep current with the product when you can't necessarily play all the time so you still sound like an authority on things? Well, that's a great question, John. I do them. It's why I'm here. We, we um, already went through my ITC standings. It is not for my rankings, like, whatsoever here. I read a lot of, ch- I read a lot of chats. Um, I try and read some reviews and things like that uh, of what people are talking about. Um I, I don't know. I mean, like I get a couple of days to kind of form my own opinion about what a new book is going to like, what's going to be good in a new book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not always right. Um, I would say most people aren't um, right all the time, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I read a lot. I read a lot of stuff. I try and engage myself in conversations. I've been trying to play more tabletop simulator just so I can like try and get some more games in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh it's, Doesn't that it's, take like seventeen hours for two turns? It's what? Doesn't that take like seventeen hours for two no. turns, though? <laughs> it's not that yeah. bad. No, well, I'm no getting way. like I'm getting like mass feedback on this one here. Holy cow! No, you don't get. Yeah, I don't think. Honestly, man, during COVID, if I didn't have TTS, I don't think I would have played 40k. So it was it was mm-hmm. definitely one of those yeah. needed things uh, to have in your back pocket. And actually, I use it as a almost like a tool now to like take a look at the army that i i'm going to buy because mm-hmm. i i need to spend all my money on 40k apparently um but also to deploy your army <laughs> and do stuff like that so yeah, yeah it's a it's yeah, a good for tool. sure because again like, the, the deployment stuff i guess is like super important um, yeah. where you lose like a lot of stuff there yeah. um danny what's your favorite thing we've ever done uh as part oh. of a podcast or video i want to specify Man, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, top, top ten, top ten. Oh, top 10. okay. No, I know what it is. Um, when we shot those kill team videos, I was really proud of the content that we created for that. I think we did, did. a really good job. 
Uh, guys, um, those still got views. That is a very old edition of Kill Team. Uh, I would like yeah. you to, yeah, probably should not uh, use that one anymore. Sure. Uh, but that was super good. Yeah, that, that was fun. How about you, John? What do you think was the hardest thing? Um, a couple of the, the skits I wrote um, were, were super good that we did um, with our oh. old Dave. Yeah. So, like, the Null Noil spray yeah. was, like, the super cool one where we just did this stupid video where we took, like, a can of black primer. And, like, I made, we made, like, a Null Noil spray cover to go on the primer. And just... We were like, uh, we had Dave could be like, yeah, now we're just going to cover, like, we painted a miniature badly. I'm like, no, we're just going to paint it with null oil spray. And we just sprayed this uh, Primaris Lieutenant for, like, a minute and a half. With black <laughs> it's like, like it was coming exactly. down the model in waves of, like, oh. dripping wet paint. Like, he's caked. Yeah, he was caked. And I remember just going to be like, Dave, like, spray longer. Sp- spray longer. It's only yeah. funny if we just spray longer and longer. <laughs> And then we did like a smash cut to a really well painted uh, lieutenant miniature. Yeah, and I'm like, look, it worked. No oil spray. Amazing for us. Like, I was super proud of that one. That one turned out like really, really well. My favorite thing about it is we did get word back from GW um, that their army painters used to use a spray bottle mister of Athrax Earthshade. Yep. Uh, so when they were painting giant armies, they would use that and they would mist uh, or spray on the, the spray for that. So that was like super cool to be like, yeah, we're not really that far off uh, with some of I those mean, things. Yeah, hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then also Temple Express, thank you so much. Yeah, our, our, our mob rule commercials, like we did a bunch of things because I was like, no yeah. one's going to want to no one's gonna want to advertise with us. So we made up like a bunch of random commercials and kind of stupid things that we did. Like we had Gav Thorpe record like a, a cookie commercial um and then we had oh yeah uh peter from uh an old podcast ngc 40k like i wear the shirt all the time because i super enjoyed it um but he he's the one who made our whistling ad which is like universally our most divisive ad we are a thing we've ever done uh be it on grim after dark uh from our codex reviews from everything the people thing people talk to us most about it and kind of love hate is this whistling ad which is an old like like 90s style like compilation album i have it on, on my board somewhere here uh but we <laughs> what happened was yeah they're like oh i hate that i'd never play it again and guys like i hope you know like after 36 40 that. weeks or something <laughs> If you tell me not to do something, like I'm going to on purposely do something more. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact where it was suggested with like because uh, Alex McDougall had been on Chapter Tactics, we probably shouldn't have him on this week. Um, actually, only made me want to do it like way more. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, nope, no, we're going to step back. It's fine there. <laughs> like that was super cool. Um, Danny, when. When did you think, okay, yeah, this is kind of a thing. This isn't just sort of like us goofing off every like other week or so. Oh, um, probably when I wrote that article for GW. Like that was probably when I, I was like, oh, cool. This is actually going somewhere. Oh, yeah. You did write an article for GW. Yeah, Dude, well, I wrote an article, right? Yeah. Yeah, we both did. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing. So yeah, I was during lockdown and they reached out and they were like, hey, you know, if you guys want to write some articles, send it in, let us know. Um I wrote it. I sent them a bunch of ideas, and the one they wanted to choose was like your favorite mobile game. Um, so I kind of listed out my favorite GW mobile games, and there was only like 40,000 at the time. Now there's like 80 to 100,000. Um, but they took out like some of my best jokes. Uh, it was edited down for clarity and also uh, for sarcasm because I put the there's an like an Imperial Fist RPG one, like where they're on a space Hulk. And it's like the, okay. the weird 3D isometric. It's, um, oh, I forget the name of it. I love it so much, but I made a joke about how, um, your, your, your squad's being killed down to a man who's just you much like all Imperial Fist should be. <laughs> um, that, that was, that was taken out for clarity. I get it. And then also Snotling Fling is a game I love so much. It's not made anymore. You can't get it anymore. It's still on my phone. That was a fun uh, game. But it was a fun game. Danny, what was your article about? Uh, I had two articles. Uh, they were both about Chaos Space Marine tactics with the new codex. So I wrote a bit about Lord Discords. <laughs> and like people were really upset that I said that they were good. And like this was back when nobody was taking them. And I'm like, actually, I think they're they're probably pretty good. Like they're fine. And then everyone was like, no, you're wrong. And then, like, maybe three or four months later, like, there are three of them in every single chaos. <laughs> so, like, I felt 
a little vindicated by that. <laughs> I want to thank you for telling me that nice and early, so I could purchase and own three Discordants before before oh, yeah. they like cause like a shortage on things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. How uh, have you seen kind of the hobby progress over the last like four years of recording oh. on it, doing content creation, like from where we are now to 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 where we've been? What's most impressive for you? So I guess to me, what's been really amazing is the increase in player base. I feel like that's just been, what, 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 what happened? What did I miss? What's up? Oh, never mind. Okay. So uh, <laughs> increase in player base. That, that's what I would say has been the most surprising to me. Like how fast, like the, the player base has grown even over the pandemic, like, which mm -hmm. I think is huge. Yeah, for so. sure. So like, like Richard, and you're like responsible for like a lot of the the success of uh, FLGN over the last year. Who's so. Richard? Sorry, uh, Sparkles. There you go, Sparkles. Sparkles. There you go. Sparkles. Got me. Sparkles. What up? Sparkly unicorn. You're responsible for a lot of the success of kind of FLGN and kind of helping success. out with a lot of the technical oh. stuff. Uh, you make like in a lot of those cool little videos. Like for you, what's been like? Uh, the biggest indicator for you, like, well, the the forty k has been on this gargantuan rise of popularity. Um, what's it been like for you, sort of, in on the back end there? Because you're never usually out front. I appreciate no, you coming out. For this. Very rarely out front. Even in LVO, I was in behind the curtain, the black curtain of doom, where you couldn't actually <laughs> hear anything, which was kind of weird. Like, there was a lot of people out in in the front, and you couldn't hear anyone. Um, the indicator that we were doing that things were doing well, or that the hobby was getting huge. Um, I think just when GW picked us up, uh, we were just doing the stream for Frontline Gaming. Uh, we did it. We just finished um, LSO, um, mm -hmm. and we were flying back. And then I guess uh, Simon got or Val, sorry. Oh boy, I'm let the cat out of the bag again. Jeez Louise. Oh man, edit that out. Beep that shit. Oh man, okay. you're so, gonna be a servitor by tomorrow for oh, sure. Oh man, I'm gonna be a the unicorn for the rest of the time I have to do this. Um, <laughs> we uh, we got communication from GW that they wanted a, uh, we would, they wanted us to do their big events, and uh, that kind of like whoa, holy moly, this, this thing's awesome. getting this thing's getting real. So yeah, I think that was it. How was that? Like the differences between obviously with like um, FLG, uh, where you kind of you you have a lot of freedom, and like GW obviously was like a little bit more constricted about what they yeah. want to produce. As you, um, I like, think how was that for you? We assume I, I assumed that there was going to be more rules uh, associated to it, and there was. Um, uh, it was, you know, we set our we set our our overlay up to do both, kind of, and just kind of mm -hmm. interchange the the visuals of it. So nothing really changed. Um, the only thing that changed, and I know it was a hot topic afterwards, was player mics um, was the biggest mm -hmm. thing. So um, oh, I hate, sure. to, hate to bring that thing up, but um, yeah, player mics, they just weren't allowed on the GW stream. So we never really pursued it any further than that, right? Um, mm -hmm. So then, you know, obviously uh, Las Vegas, we kind of sat there going, oh, I guess people want player mics like really badly. So let's make that work. So I don't know how it's going to work. GWI is going in the future, but um, I don't know. Maybe we, we need to sit down at the board or something and make yeah. that happen. But yeah. Well, I guess, well, here's the, here's the deal. Like, and this is going to be, again, as we continue to evolve this nothing episode, which is now one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah. Um, what is both of your opinions on that? Like the whole idea of player mics, because you do have some great insight when you do have those yeah. player mics from people like like your Sieglers and everything who are like kind of like highly trained, I would say, in kind of how to talk at the game and like kind of a coaching style that people follow along and understand. Mm -hmm. um, but then you also get situations like uh, Nick Nanavati's uh, LVO moment from a few years ago where, you know, he didn't allow that take back or that strategy to be used out of phase. And it just got real salty real fast. Yeah. Uh, so starting with you, uh, Rainbow Sparkles, what was your opinion on player mics? Um, I'm going to echo uh, a very smart man's comment, and that smart man was the Falcon. Um, he said, I don't know if we're adult yet in the community to deal with some of these things. Mm -hmm. And um, he's kind of right. I mean... I don't know, is our job to protect the players or is our job to literally show the game and what's happening on in the game? Mm -hmm. 
that that's the something that I'm personally battling with. Um, I don't know, Dan. What what's your kind of thought, Dan? So I think that we won't get to that point until we start actually uh, miking people up. I think yeah. it's important that we're. I think it's important we're going to have to like. People are going to have to screw up, um, unfortunately. Um, like in order for us to, uh, like in order for us to learn or them to learn not to do that stuff. But like, for example, like John's example of, uh, sorry, for example, like John's example, John's example of Nick Nanavati getting heat. I don't think he did for that because the guy in question was a giant D bag. Um, so like, well, great. Now I have to cancel next week's guest too. He had to, uh, Grappando, I believe, and I believe that was the game where he didn't allow the take back, um, particularly. Um, like, like that guy had just screwed over his last opponent super hard by basically kind of leading him into the end of his movement phase. And you wouldn't have known that if the players weren't mic'd up. I, so I think it is important to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I think that we should get people on there. Now, are there going to be growing pains? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there's like we're gonna have people saying things that are pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, somebody might uh, look real bad on on Mike for a minute, um, yeah. but I think that that's like that kind of has to happen in order for I, for us to get real with this. I think the the thing that's scared to bring it back to the GW no Mike thing. I think the thing that terrified GW is if you watch the um, London Grand Tournament, the big the big Kahuna. Um, mm-hmm. They had player mics on. I think there was a medical emergency the last day, like the finals, and they just oh, no. didn't have any commentary. They just had players mic'd. And if you listen to that game, it looks terrible for the hobby. <laughs> like it is not a great oh. game to, okay. to watch. I think it lasted mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes. I and everyone can watch it. It's all online that you you can you can watch the finals. I'm pretty sure there was a medical emergency and there was no commentary at all. Um, I may be speaking out of turn. I'm sure Rob will let me know on a comment at some point. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And they had uh, the players mic'd. And it was just, it just didn't feel good listening to it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I know mm-hmm. you've got, you guys have played 40K before and you've had those contentious, brutal games that you're like, oof, I do not want to be in this thing i want i'd rather be at the bar kind of thing and it was it felt sure. very like that so um do, do you want to air that kind of game and, and from no. gw stance nope nope they do not so um, yeah we have aesthetics deluxe here coming in with this point of like player mics are mandatory damn as i can't even believe it's even a discussion yeah um and which like i think the the place for me where the sweet spot is is sort of like the hybrid method of it where players are mic'd up at all times, but it's not player audio going across oh. at all times. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think anybody was saying that it should be purely player driven audio. Um, like, yeah. Because if you look at something where you, you have like the, the LVO stream where you have like uh, Falcon and Camilleri just doing an amazing job um, on trying to describe what's happening. Uh, like, uh, and I know it's been talked about the ability to have them kind of listen into players and kind of uh, fade it up and down. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be that moment where you can turn the mics off. And the hard part about this is if you see some stuff like starting to go down, like say your Nick Nanavati comes up and he's playing so and all of a sudden he's not ready to party anymore. Uh, like <laughs> if you then go to mute that, like right away, like, okay, this is going to be really bad for the game if you mute that. Then you come into this whole thing where like, oh yeah, FLG or GW or whoever, they're just big shills or they're hiding this sort of yeah. thing. So there's that kind of like worry too. Uh, yeah. I guess it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. I think I think like you said, and and I think what you know what most people are are there needs to be an on off ability, and mm-hmm. um and that needs to be yeah. controlled. And to be honest, from thinking about it and working with Val, I said his name right, Val. Um, about it it needs to be drawing attention to it it makes it better yeah i know it's the worst (laughs) (laughs) um i think it needs to be controlled by the the commentary team so the Mm -hmm. the guys need to go let's see what they're talking about now because they're watching the game closely and they understand what's happening so they'll be able to get an idea of of where and what they're talking about right so some i mean sometimes they know what's going on sometimes sometimes they're making random guesses of what the players are doing like but and so then that's the problem right we can't like that is 
that's bad. That's real bad. That doesn't look good for anyone. It doesn't get, look good yeah. for the commentators. It doesn't look good for like the state of the game. So I think that there's there's definitely a balance to be struck there that's really important. Yep. Um, but I think it's a really big mistake to not give people access to that that yeah. uh, that that audio. It's at, in some capacity. Yeah, uh, we I I 100% agree. I, I'm 100% just for chat, so I don't get true to live uh, for all five people that watch this. Um, I'm 100% on board. We're up to board. five. <laughs> I don't know. The the counter's well, actually I, at a zero currently. <laughs> Bang, heck yeah. <laughs> no, but people are chatting. Um, so I think we need we are going to have player mics uh, at the next event. I, I think that's that's a given. So um uh so yeah, so the pl players will be mic'd uh, at in some capacity next event. And I believe the next event we're gonna be at is uh, BAO. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Danny. Oh, yeah. There's lots of home. Too many people here. Like stressful. Now. Oh, 13. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. 13. Unlucky for some. I'm good. Flustered. We turned two people off. That we're, we're good for everyone. <laughs> uh, Danny, we've kind of gone a little long. Uh, we we didn't. We we're like Seinfeld right now. It's a show about nothing. It's we, true. We, we did nothing. Yeah. We're, all, we're awful not people focused, as well. It's not a beautiful as focused nothing, as though. a catalyst yeah. though. Uh, but it was a beautiful nothing. Uh, anything else you gonna want to add or talk about before we sort of wrap this up here? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say that I'm really appreciative that we have uh, a show here on Frontline. Like I've mm -hmm. been having, I've had a lot of fun doing Grim, um, and so uh, this has been uh, a really good time. And I'm really excited for what the future holds. Uh, we're gonna have a lot more. We're gonna have a lot more interesting guests. Mm -hmm. um, we're gonna report on some topics. Uh, we may even play a game someday again wow. in the future. But it's hard someday. Um, and like I said, we have some great guests lined up. We have some people lined up for the for the future when when projects and, and kind of appearing would make more sense. Um, and like I said, I'm very thankful for having this avenue to, to, to talk to all of you to tell my terrible jokes. Um, it's been very very fun uh, and very unknowing. And then of course we get to know like Rainbow Sparkles here. We got to know Val a little better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to make fun of Seth. Uh, to answer the chat's question, the, the next streamed event is going to be this weekend at the Cherokee Open on this very spot. Uh, War Games Live is going to be handling that stream. Uh, so you know players are going to be mic'd. Uh, I think BAO, uh, what uh, Rainbow Sparkles was referring to, was when the Ocho will be back in action uh, with, with their action, brand new maybe. 2022 stream. Which, guys, you, you won't believe it when you can see it. I'm going to overhype this till, till Rainbow Sparkles. Oh, it's amazing. All kinds the of stress. graphics, the animations. Next um, level. Yeah. You need to, can you just make yeah. like, you know, two cameras and that's it? Kind of, can we go back to like the start? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. We're not doing Every that. single, so all 230 tables cameraed up. Mike every single every time, time a model dies, there's a little explosion on the camera on the top down. That could that yeah. the best part. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but that that's actually a thing. Like there's actually oh, the real? ability to if something dies to do like the little puff of smoke kind of deal. Yeah, that's actually a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. The best part about it is Val has control over audio and video for all two hundred. Oh no. So it's not a thing, right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the metaverse of streams. <laughs> oh, that's oh, amazing. Oh, Jeez. Good job, okay, man. go on the table 232. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> oh, Looks like God. we're an hour and a half into the round and we're just finishing the deployment. <laughs> There's still a deployment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, like I wanted to say, thank you so much for joining us each and every week. We have some amazing shows lined up for you over the next few months. Um, some of them are just going to be like hanging chats like we had today. We got to Rainbow Sparkles, uh, had some great conversations, and we went on a nice 10 minute tangent about player mics. It's true. Um, we have some amazing guests lined up next week. Uh, GW previewed it. The Aldari Codex is coming. Uh, Pre-orders start next week, and we're going to have JT McDowell from Play on Tabletop come on and work on some amazing Aldari lists, which when you guys see the book, not hard. Uh, but they're going to be different and they're going to be great. Uh, and then again, we're going to have uh, Canadian Bronze himself on in a few weeks again. I'm very excited for what we're calling season two of Grim After Dark. And you can tell it's season two because we changed literally nothing about it. Uh, yeah. We just kind of we're we, a little bit more won't. comfortable with it. And we won't. Uh, we like what we do. And the, the best thing to do is if you pop yourself. 
I like TV screens. TV screens are really original too. Actually, I think we need to we need to add more TV screens. Actually, (laughs) do you guys? I know I already wrapped up, but do you remember (laughs) um, when we first launched everything uh, and no one realized that every show was just TV screens? (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone realized it, and we got only shit for it. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) well, until we launched, and then yeah, yeah, everything was was TV screens, and that was Um, all all the overmind. He wanted it to have a theme, and TV screens was the theme, and man, that backfired. But no. Because it's modern CRT yeah. monitors. That's modern, <laughs> modern imagery. Uh, um, but I love the slate of shows we have for every Monday. We are here with Grim After Dark. We have Chapter Tactics on Tuesday. Uh, Signals from the Front Line is just uh, a way different show than Signals from two years ago. And I think it gets better and better every week with uh, Kicker mm-hmm. and that other guy. And then the Thursday show <laughs> is just sort of like the perfect uh, preview for the weekend. Uh, with, of course, uh, Murphy Camilleri uh, and other. Yeah. No, Dustin. Dustin is with, <laughs> with three people and two people's worth of sleeves, the Thursday show is a great watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Your predictions don't count if you if you have sleeves. That's they, what we've you, have you guys gone through and seen like how right they are? On like when they pick, they actually pick the winner like nine times out of ten. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Uh, Either they're I living in the future. I don't know. I kept saying there should be a show uh, that kind of fact checks them on like a Monday or Tuesday and be like, hey, you were wrong. You were right. I'm too lazy. That should be you guys. You guys should do that. I'm too lazy to do that. Uh, (laughs) Chat, if you have someone who wants to volunteer to do that for us and then we can just talk shit about like the predictions. Because if they're wrong for a lot, like you can like, well, Thursday show, what do they know? (laughs) <laughs> only way more than us it's only like really knowledgeable great players giving advice yeah. about tournaments yeah. but we make jokes about tomato birds. tomato yeah and adam <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i love it but yeah guys thank you so much for joining us join us next week same time uh which is 10 30 ish probably hopefully closer to 10 um where we're going to be going over some aldari fun uh, more bad jokes, more Danny, uh, maybe more Rainbow Sparkles. I hope so. Probably not. Uh, probably not. But, no, but maybe sometime. He 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 loves the show. He's he's gonna be here for sure. Oh, well, yeah. you know, at least one person does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't guess, count as a viewer, though. <laughs> no. Dang it. Uh, yeah, guys, check out uh, Mob Rules where Danny and I kind of cut our teeth. Uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, go to manscape.com promo code falcon oh, no. gotta throw that out there uh and then we will see you next monday but not you <laughs>